Welcome everybody to Bearcat Insider. This is the uh, Whitesboro post-game wrap-up. It's Monday morning, the sun came up on Saturday, and here we are to talk about it. Like I said, I'm Chance Kirby, and I'm with everybody's favorite assistant coach, Travis Marsh. I normally ask you how you're doing. I'm pretty certain I know, so I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Do you feel better today than you did on Saturday, at least? Uh, I, I won't feel better until Friday night, hopefully. Um, you know, a, a loss like what we um, had to endure hurts. It does. And, and it it hurts on multiple levels. It hurts multiple ways. Um, for one, I, I absolutely hate losing. I, I don't care what it is. Um, if you and I were going to play paper, rock, scissors right now and I lost, I would probably say, well, let's go best two out of three. And if I lost that, then I'd probably say, well, three out of five. I, I, I hate losing. Can't stand it. And then to lose the way that we lost um, is extremely disappointing. Uh, and, um, you know, we, we knew going in, um, and for the people that listened to the pregame show, um, that Whitesboro was not a 1-5 football team. Uh, their record was 1-5, but they are not a 1-5 football team. That's a good football team. Um, unfortunately, we made them even better uh, by... Uh, you know, just uh, I thought we, we got out physical uh, at, at the point of attack on uh, both sides of the ball at times. But um, I don't recall talking about Mr. Graves in our pregame show and our scouting report, but I know we talked about him at the Bearcat breakfast on Thursday morning. Yeah. He, he over-delivered. He, yeah, he, was, he was under-promised and over-delivered for he, sure. He, he was a good football player. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And they had a solid game plan. Uh, and they executed the game plan, uh, but it, it's disappointing um, for sure. Um, you know, it was a it was a long, tough weekend. Um, I guess that's the best way to not not a lot of sleep. Um, even when I slept, didn't sleep good, and so uh, I you know I, I don't know. Uh, but you know, it's it's one of those things that uh, as disappointing as the loss is. Um, as a coaching staff, as players, you know, as a program, we can't get mired down in the fact that we lost a game that, in my opinion, we should have won. Uh, because that's just a self-destructive train of thought that if you if you get mired down in that, uh, it, it's easy for, for the negatives to, to kind of overrun everything, and then it just it turns into a, a huge problem. Well, I think this is why, in your coaches speak that all of you have, is that a class in college, coaches speak? No, it, it's a it's, it's a learning elect- behavior. Elective, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, you always say we have to forget about this week and and move on. You you really could spend all week thinking about what went wrong Friday night. All the while, you're losing traction on focusing on ponder. Well, on not Friday. A, it, and it's not just that. Um, you know, you you do have to learn lessons from the game. I mean, and and there's lessons to be learned. Um, and when it comes to to the mentality as a coach, is you you can't beat yourself up continually to the point where you lose confidence in your own abilities, and then you also can't sit there and watch the game tape on repeat to the point where you micro, not manage, analyze. Yeah, you might micro analyze every player to the point where um, you lose confidence in your players, and then it turns into uh, you know the Monday beatdown. Uh, and that's what you want to avoid. Uh, there's things that have to be addressed. I mean, there are. 
And, and that would be after a win. There's things that have to be addressed. Yeah, and some things that I, I noticed that were uncharacteristic of, of us, in my opinion, is we had three busted plays in the game and four fumbled snaps, which one of them was a false start, which, yeah. which saved. And that, that was definitely uncharacteristic. Well, and and we'll, we'll get to that here in a minute. Okay. Um, and, and there's... Uh, for for one, and, and this is the last thing that that I want anybody to um, take from from this post game wrap up, uh, I refuse to make excuses. Uh, I I refuse to to find anything to make excuses. Uh, I, I I don't want anything to be said that that should let the coaches off the hook or the players off the hook. Um, you know, it, it as as a whole, we have to do better. No, I, I agree. We, I think you you try to put the pieces back together. The storm came through. Now we go through and we see what pieces we can pick up and 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 move forward. You know, I I can relate it to my own experience a little bit. Whenever in two thousand we went to Prosper, and I think we were, Lord knows how many point favorites. Uh, I would assume. That Prosper team was one and seven at the time, and I do believe we were seven and one, uh, and, and our maybe even eight and zero. Oh, I don't know, but it, it was very similar to where the 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 records didn't match up at all. Uh, and we went over to Prosper, uh, played Coach Jones, and and he was over there. And um, no disrespect to the 2000 Prosper team, but the Whitesboro team that we played was better than that team. But we went over there and lost. I do believe thirteen to eight or fourteen to eight, something like it, it was a, a one score game. I, I can't remember. Uh but I I remember that game was a, a turning point for us. We thought that we were awesome going into that. We thought that we had it all made. We had all the pieces to the puzzle. Um we had an explosive quarterback in, in Brad, uh, you know, Ricky Jackson and Scott Deckard and Seth Jones and um you know, uh, they, they were some of our ball carriers that were, were excellent. Uh, we had good young, uh, you know, sophomore talent that was that was kind of there with us. Uh, you know, Coach Peacock was one of our, our linebackers and Blake Holmes and, and some other um, Fleetwood, not Travis, Stewart Fleetwood, Billy Self. There were, there were a bunch of, of – it was a good team. It was a really good team. We played in the semifinals, lost in the semifinals. Uh, but if we hadn't lost that Prosper game – I don't know if we would have had the same success that we had going forward because it was a wake-up call. Um, I wasn't in the coach's office at the time, so I don't know, you know, how it affected the coaching staff. Other than they, of course, were disappointed that we lost, but I know as players, it was a wake-up call that, man, we we have to get back our nose to the grindstone and we have to to get back to being coachable and we have to, you know, understand that at any time on any given Friday night, somebody can beat us because that's why we play the games. And I think it, it really gave us a chance to, to refocus uh, and end up, you know, going on a run. And, you know, one game before the state championship, we lost to Sonora. And so it's up to the the guys in the locker room. They're, they're the ones that make the plays. Um, you know, what, what are they going to do? How are they going to respond? Uh, I felt very similar after that prostrate game, now that you say that, as a – yeah. Did Saturday. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, what are, what are, as coaches, what are we going to refocus and do? I was keeping stats that game. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was pathetic. Uh, it was a pathetic effort. Um, 
talking about the Prosper game. Yeah, no, it, it was, you know, yes, the Prosper game it was it was it was awful, um, and you know we we went out there and played uninspired, and so um, like I said, we're back to the 2020 Bearcats. Um, you know what are, what are we going to do? How are we going to rebound? Um, you know, is is this a a wake up call and we're going to refocus and we're going to bounce back and and we're going to carry on or is this going to mire us down and, and, you know, be, be the swamp that let it define you. Yeah. And, and so, you know, we, we'll see. Um, thankfully it wasn't the last game of the season and we have a chance to fix it. Um, you know, it, that, that's the, I guess the positive spin on it. Well, while you've spent the weekend doing things that mattered regarding the football team, I focused on them things that definitely don't matter and are nonsensical and I was reading all of the comments out there in the world and what people thought about the game and I'm a Longhorn fan so I'm cursed by knee-jerk reactors and people that think the sky is falling. Uh, One thing that stood out, I had a lot of people ask me this week if we were going to even do a post game. Now while we are not professionals and those of you listening are clearly aware of that, we have a professional attitude. We are always going to do a post game, regardless of how it comes out. Even if I don't want to. Even if I don't want to. Because <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. I I really don't. Uh, but we'll we'll get her. We'll get through it. Then <laughs> um, while we're on that same subject, um, and this this might be taboo, and, and it's, it's you know I I'm not a social media user. You know I'm on Twitter. Um, but I, I rarely scroll through Twitter, and I, I don't follow many people. Um, I have a joint Facebook account with my wife. Keep your opinion to yourself about that. Um, I don't know the password. I don't log in. I know nothing. Um, but whenever people are sending me screenshots of things that are said, uh, and I'm not going to address any of them directly, um, man, I, I get it that people are upset. I get it. Uh, I am too. Um, you know, I, I don't even like listening to Malaya talk about daddy, why'd the Bearcats lose tonight? I, I don't, but, um, yeah, I, I understand the expectations and, and I willingly and glad to accept those expectations and the responsibilities and the pressure. Um, however, I, I don't just based off of the, the screenshots and then, and what that was sent to me. I don't ever want anybody to question if we care because we spend too much time away from our own families um, to, to, if somebody ever thinks that, that, that we're not putting in the work or that we don't care about the result, um, they, they can come talk to me personally. Uh, and I would be happy to explain to them that while the result was not the desired result, uh, it was not due to lack of caring or lack of desire to win preparation or or any of the such um and like i said i'm not gonna make excuses and i wouldn't to anybody's face to face i wouldn't make excuses uh i i i like any coach on the staff is is more than willing to accept responsibility for for things that go wrong because um, ultimately it falls on us and we understand that um but the difference between, uh, you know, me and, and, say, Jason Garrett or Mike McCarthy or 
uh, any of those guys is those guys get paid millions of dollars. Uh, we don't. And, uh, you know, seven to eight hours of my day spent preparing for class and being in class and, and doing things outside of the scope of coaching. Um, and, and we do it cause we love it. And, uh, you know, there's, there's, I, I do it cause I love pilot point and I love the program and, uh, of all of the seven coaching stops that I've made, uh, it means more to me personally to put on the orange and black than any other job I've ever had. And that's not a disrespect to any of the other jobs I've had. It's just, it's not pilot point. Uh, and so, man, be disappointed. I get it. Um, you know, and, and have your opinion. I get it. But for for no stretch, don't ever think that it's, it's because that's the result we wanted or that's the result that we, um, you know, I, I don't even know how to put it into words. But the, the other fact thing is that that coaching staff up there in Weisberg did a great job. They had a great game plan, uh, and, and it was evident. Um, and so speaking yeah. of our, our coaches, I'm – Saw this a couple times mentioned. How many coaches do we actually have? Well, somehow on the on the high school staff, and I'm just going to go. I'll start with Coach David. He's he's down the hall in his own office, uh, being the head coach. And then in our office, which is the high school coach's office, you have Coach Lane, myself, Coach Kramer, Coach Freeze, Coach Alling, Coach McBride. Coach Peacock and Coach Perez. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, including Coach David. I saw it mentioned multiple times that we had 15 coaches. Man, I wish. And I just, I, I was running it through my head and I thought, well, I'm, I'm missing a whole lot. We must have a huge staff that scouts, I was thinking, because I, I don't see 15 yeah. coaches down there. No, we, we do not have 15 coaches. Um, it would be awesome if we did. Uh, I'm sure that we could. Uh, you know, get get more done and, and have, you know, a, a coach for every other kid. But, uh, no, we only have, you know, seven and then eight when you include Coach David. And then uh, that was one thing that stood out on comments. And then the second thing that I wanted to spend a little time on, everyone or the majority of the comments seem to have a problem with the defense. Now I'm going to give you two numbers here, 43 yards receiving and 117 yards rushing. Do you know what those numbers are? It's not an individual. Let me give you a hint. No, that that is uh, that's actually Whitesboro's team statistics, and uh, I didn't know you were going to bring that up. But it, it's just um, they they had two receptions for forty three yards. One of them was a forty five yard touchdown, which I'm sure we'll talk about. You'll make me relive it in depth here in a minute. And then uh, they had one catch for negative two yards. That's how they were two for two for forty three yards. And then the hundred hundred and seventeen yards rushing. Um, their quarterback had a long keeper down the left side. He he pulled it, and I think he ran 52 for – 52 yards. I was about to say around 50 yards. Uh, and then they had uh, another run by number 24 going to the right where we hit him. We had him wrapped up, and he made a, a heck of a play. I think he went for maybe 12. So that's 70 of 117 rushing yards in two plays, which – I don't even know how many total plays they ran, but they ran the ball a whole lot for not not very much production. Well, that's what shocked me when I was seeing what people were saying, and which made me even question: Did they watch the same game I watched? If you go into any game and you say, "I tell you what, you're going to allow 43 yards receiving and 117 yards rushing," people are like, "I'll take that." Yeah, you know it, it is, and and that's misleading as to the point that uh, you know the the one stat that matters is the scoreboard. 
uh, and you know, whenever you bust on two plays that cost you touchdowns, um, you know, that's ultimately what you're measured by is, uh, especially when you face an offense and we, we've talked about it time and time again on pregame and postgame shows is when you're forced to play assignment football, those, uh, they, they take advantage of you because they lull you to sleep. And so you bust two assignments and, you know, next thing you know, you're, you're down points. Um, and then it, you know, it, it's not fair to the defense that one of their drives started on the yard and a half line. Um, you know, they did two yard drive and on that two yard drive, it still took them two or three plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still had to work for it. Uh, and so, um, you know, defensively we, we allowed too many points. It, it is what it is. Um, you, you, you know, you call a spade a spade. Um, but I thought our effort was, was good. Um, you know, I, I thought for the most part we we played pretty good assignment football um, on the on their option, um, you know, except for a couple plays, and and that's what ends up killing you defensively. Um, but no, I mean that that I understand that that we allowed some points, but let let's please not act like the defense was non-existent. That that's what is is frustrating is. You know, I mean, that's 160 total yards. That's our second, as far as allowing points, the second best performance of the year. Uh, the buoy game, yep. as far as points, would be the best because that had an, a uh, pick six in it yep. as well. Yep. Well, if there's nothing else as far as the overview then that you have, let's go to a break and then get into the detailed portion which i'm sure you can't wait to jump into oh well, let's do it yeah fans one thing that i love about walking into the field house is looking at all the old pictures that you have from years past and being able to relive the history of those great teams and great players and i love walking through with my sons and showing them a picture and saying man look at that guy and telling them a story about a great play and you can have the same opportunity to do that with your family by using ashley marsh photography to capture your family's great memories seeing those pictures of your family will allow you to talk to your kids or your grandkids and tell great stories about things that you've done or things that you've seen or just funny memories that you might have. So if you ever want to document your family's history, please contact Ashley Marsh Photography. You can find her on Facebook, on Instagram using Ashley Marsh Photography, as well as her website, ashleymarshphotography.com. Located in Pilot Point, Texas, the Chandler family has been making custom cabinets for over 40 years. As a team, Chandler Cabinets is committed to designing and building the perfect cabinets for you. They will make the process comfortable and stress-free by personally guaranteeing a superior product built on the standard of superior craftsmanship and immaculate customer satisfaction. From concept to completion, perfect form and function. Chandler Cabinets is an award-winning company with a reputation for consistent innovation at the highest level of design. You can find more information on Chandler Cabinets at chandlercabinets.net or on their Facebook page, Chandler Cabinets. Chandler Cabinets, 40 years of excellence. Since 1983, the Scott Walker Insurance Agency has been covering the insurance needs of Pilot Point. Regardless of what that need may be, they have you covered, offering homeowners, auto, life, farm and ranch, and commercial. Give them a call at 940-686-2692. That's Germania Insurance, the Scott Walker Insurance Agency. Located just north of the town square at 211 Scott Lane in Pilot Point, Texas. Scott Walker Insurance Agency. Always there to help. 
We want to wish our varsity cheerleader, Abby, a great senior year. Love mom, dad, and Michael. Hi, I'm Greg Pelzel. Here at Pelzel Printing, we do custom embroidery, custom screen printing, and promotional products. You can reach Greg Pelzel at 940-453-5443. Go back all right, big thank you for a uh, word from our sponsors. Let's uh, let's get into these, uh, I guess, what are we talking, scoring plays? We are. Perfect. We I hope are. you can sense the joy in my voice. Hey, like I said, we are not professionals, but we want to be professional. So yes. here we go. Yes. So the uh, the first touchdown, and you, you touched on it before the commercial break there. It was really set up by a 52-yard run by the quarterback. Takes a snap, hands it to number 21. He pulls it out of the belly, and Matt walks in the end zone. Matt Harper, touchdown for Whitesboro. What was the assignment? I mean, in, in general, what happened as far as? Well, it was uh, it was triple option left for them, so it was option to our right side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so dive back hit. Uh, we, we actually uh, we tackled the dive back, which is what you're supposed to do. Um, quarterback had a good long mesh and for those at home meshes whenever the quarterback sticks the the ball into the belly of the back and they're shuffling with him or, or riding the mesh is what you would call it in this sense they he rode the mesh for a good long time uh and tackled the fullback when he did um he pulled it and uh the the way that it worked out um because of the the motion of the play the defensive end took the running back because of the way the mesh went. It wasn't a, a downhill mesh. It was a – we're about to get overly technical. It wasn't, a down, down. it wasn't a downhill mesh. It was a horizontal mesh. So the defensive end tackled the the, the outside run. It was like a power read for us. And, uh, man, there was, there was nobody there for, for the quarterback. Um, you know, and so he, he took off. And uh, I do believe it was Jay Cox that ran him down and pushed him out at about the seven-yard line, and then three plays later. I think they Avery slowed him down, up. swiping his, his Yeah, Avery, uh, Avery made a, a good, you know, attempt, uh, you know, where in his position. He, he made a good attempt to, uh, to try to get him down. He tripped him up enough that Jay was able to catch him, and uh, Jay pushed him out at about the maybe the seven-yard line. So 7-0, and then uh, and I know I spoke about it earlier, and you said we'll get to it later, and I don't know if, if now's the time, but we just seem to be stuck in the mud and as far as offensively and, and not really. Is, is that as – Well, the, the main thing is is when, when you're not on – you miss out on certain things not being right there on the field. Uh, in the – the string of, of false starts and snap bad snaps that we had early, um, and even whenever you're scouting opponents on film, you don't get to hear what's going on on the field. They had a call where they would change their alignment. They would they would move half of a gap um, based off whatever they saw that you know that that was their game plan. Whenever they did that, they would loudly, quickly yell bounce. Um, within the rules, that is okay. You can't yell go or hut or anything, but for whatever reason, they chose bounce. And so everybody get lined up. We were, you know, in, in the in the scheme of things, we were ready to snap the football, and then all of a sudden, bounce. Well, we snapped the ball. Well, whenever they came off after it happened on third down and then we punted it, 
they whenever they were coming off the field, they're like, "Coach, they're they're yelling go or whatever they they were yelling." And so uh, I I asked the official who was on our sideline. I, I said, "Hey, man," I said, "Our our offensive line is saying they're yelling go or they're giving a snap count. Can you check on that for me?" And so we went through one more drive, and he came back and uh, he he told us, you know, "Hey, coach, they're they have a line call that they switch." positions and and they're yelling bounce so there's nothing nothing illegal going on which hats off to the official for checking on it uh and and that's just an adjustment that that we had to make uh but it it caused enough confusion before we made the adjustment um well that's why when i was pointing the uh three busted plays and and four issues with the snap it wasn't that it was excuses it's that to me, I see those things as almost a positive because they're simple things that we can correct. Yeah, no, and that that was the snap problem. Uh, there was one bad snap where it was a hurried snap because we thought they were offsides, mm-hmm. and so it, it, we quick snapped it trying to get the five yard penalty, and it ended up being a bad snap. Um, you know, and so um, you know things happen. Um, you know, this was a game again, not to make excuses. Uh, whenever you're playing a, a game that's built around an oblong football that takes weird bounces, uh, there were there were some plays, some plays that just didn't bounce our way. Well, uh, and I hope that people listening, I'm not asking you for excuses, but I do want answers. Yeah, and no. so if I have to get answers, and yeah, if people um, want to interpret those as excuses, that's they're misunderstanding what we're doing. Yeah, no, no, this isn't a. Uh, an excuse show. It's just it is what it is, and uh, I'm just going to answer you as straightforwardly as I can answer you. It's a very dark and it is down post game show. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at this again. Sponsors, if you're listening, I'm sitting here looking at this hostess ding dong, and I cannot wait to take a bite as soon as you're done questioning oh, me. We had a commercial break. You should have went right in. But anyway, all right. Next touchdown, second quarter. Again. Uh, just a big play, and, and I'm sure that's an assignment issue as well. It's a 45-yard TD. And it is going to be a play-action pass up the seam. Tristan Trubenbach had his eyes in the backfield. And number six, there he is, Jacob Smith, right up the seam, takes the ball up all the way for a, a Whitesboro Bearcat yeah. touchdown. Man, in, in, on, on that play, where do you, where do you start? Um, for one, the, the defensive ends, they didn't get a piece of either one of those slots, and they were supposed to. Uh, it was it was the call that was made, and so uh, something we had actually worked on uh, now for two weeks and uh, get to game time, and, and they didn't do their job. They didn't uh, they didn't hit the, the slot receiver. The slot receiver actually, both of them went uh, underneath, uh, but we have outside linebackers, and the outside linebackers were in coverage on them, and uh, – both slots were actually wide open, and then you have Avery in the middle, and so the 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 quarterback did a good job of not of of not really looking Avery off, but he didn't stare down his receiver that he wanted to go to, and so um, you know Avery made a late late break on the ball, but uh, if you if you look at number six, who's the guy that scored it, um, Strip Matter was a defensive end up on that side, didn't get a piece of him. Tristan Trubenbach was the outside linebacker who didn't cover him, and then Avery didn't break in time. And so three people are kind of responsible for a breakdown. Uh, but it wasn't any better on the other side. If he'd have thrown it to the slot on the right, it would have been the same result. It's kind of uh, like I watched that show on TV called Seconds from Disaster, and it 
and it there's this whole chain of events that if just one of those things doesn't happen it the disaster doesn't happen and so essentially you're saying it was a whole combination of it, a string it, of events that if was. one may have changed it either if, way. Uh, you know, if, if the defensive end gets his hands on the guy, maybe it changes. Uh, maybe it, it helps the outside linebacker out enough. Uh, if the outside linebacker, you know, covers a little bit better, maybe the throw's not a, as tight of a throw or it's a tighter throw because of the coverage or maybe he has to put more air under it, which gives Avery a better chance to get over there. You know, it is. It's a, it's a string of events and uh, – you know, it's one of those things where you're never going to play perfect defense for a whole game. Uh, it, it's it, it's just going to happen. A, de- it's, a shutout is so rare because of uh, because of that. Uh, of if you can escape the breakdowns with the the if you escape the breakdown without allowing a touchdown. Um, that's how shutout happens because it is it is hard to to play perfect defense against a, a decent team. Do you, it seemed like a very timely call. I mean, I, I know this is the Pilot Point Bearcat show, but it it seemed like a man that was a they they, they lulled us to sleep with uh with you know the quarterback gave ball down to the right. Well, we'd seen that all game, and so um, you know the. It, you get to the point where, as a as a player, you see the same thing, you see the same thing, you see the same thing, and you know you you just get used to reacting. Yeah, it's kind of what I. It was almost as if they set it up, and they're like, "This is the time." Yeah, yeah. No, that that's like, it. That I mean, was the plan. I don't it's know one who of those things that coordinator uh, is, but he's like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna get them to where we want them, and then once we have them there, we're gonna take." Yeah, mine and your, you know, and the touchdown now, play. Now that we're on ponder, uh, if you watch the. The Ponder film, they they score on Ponder with the exact same play and the free safety bites and the guy gets behind him and, and that's just what they do. But there's there's no way to prepare for it because it's not like it's a fourth and fifteen deep ball or a third no, and thirteen deep it ball. It almost plays on the defense's psychology. I mean it just Yeah. Habit, habit, habit. Take advantage Whoops. of it. Yeah. No, and that's it, and that's the breakdown and, and you know it sucks, but that's uh that's how it happened. And then uh, next scoring play was Whitesboro's uh, got down there and kicked a, a good field goal, 40-something yards. I think it was 41. Yeah. Snap, hold, the kick is up. It is long enough, and it is right wow. through the middle. It might have been good from 47. That ultimately, to me, is what changed the game because it made it a three-score game. It, you know, when you know, we've talked for two weeks about scoring before half, yeah. Um in that the mentality changes when whenever you're down three scores because it's easy when you're down two scores to rationalize as saying, Okay, we go down, we get a score, we get a stop, and then it's a one possession game, you know, and it's like, All right, man, we, we have hope. Uh, and then a three score game, all of a sudden, you know, you're you start looking at the clock and you start thinking, Man, you know, do we have time? Do we have time to score three times and fit two stops in between them? Uh, it, it, you know, that, that's whenever it starts stressing you on both sides of the ball because defensively you're saying, we got to get the ball back. And then offensively you, you start getting out of character because now it's turns into, you know, we, we, a three yard run, which would normally be a good football play, a three or four yard run. You're like, all right, cool. And, you know, second and six, we can work with this. Now it's like, oh my gosh, you know, second and six, we have to, we have to get bigger chunks. And so, um, you know, it, that hurts, but 
you know, they, they have an excellent kicker. Uh, he did a good job. Uh, and punter. I mean, every time the ball's kicked, it was. Now, I do believe they were lined up for a fake field goal before they called a timeout. You do? Mm-hmm. And uh, Coach Lane had made a, a point all week to tell them, hey, if, if this number combination is in the back, um, they're, they're going to run a fake field goal. And uh, that number combination was there, and I think Coach Lane was probably screaming his head off on the sidelines that a fake was coming. And, uh, you know, they call a timeout, and then whenever they come back out, that, that kicker that made the kick wasn't even on the field the first, uh, the first time. Yeah. So, uh, you know, hats off to Coach Lane. All right, so we come out at half and uh, start putting together a drive. We actually had a 17-play drive Yeah. that uh, ended in bad news. They We fumble, they run it down, and then that's the uh, two-yard drive that we discussed earlier. Was, it, was that the two-yard drive or was the two-yard drive off of an interception? See, now you stumped me. I, I thought it was off of I answered my own question. <laughs> It was a two-yard drive off of an interception. It was? Yes, sir. Oh. So where did the fumble end up? The fumble ended up on about the 23, 25-yard line. And then we held them? Yeah. You've, you've watched more game film than I have then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I actually think the fumble and the field goal go together. Okay. In the first half? No. No, you're right. But, no, the two-yard drive is, is off of an interception. Okay. All right. Now let's let's bring it all back. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, two yard two yard drive uh, off of an interception. You know, like I said, they earlier they had to work for it a little bit. I think it took them two or three plays, but uh, they got they got down there because of a uh, a route running miscue along with a overthrow, um, and they they were there to get it. You know, I mean, it, it didn't make. There, there was actually a guy blocking the person who intercepted the ball. So, you know, you can make a case for offensive pass interference. Uh, and, you know, it just happens. Uh, sucks, but it happens. Uh, you know, I, I don't, there's no other explanation for it. Uh, you know, it was just a, the play was not executed properly on multiple levels. And uh, that's, you know, to quote Ron Washington, you know, that's the way football go. Exactly. The uh, especially on Friday night. I was impressed with the seventeen play drive. Yeah. No. I mean, we we it you you got good hard running from Ish. He was putting his head down and getting what he could get, and and offensive line was getting a little bit of a, the best push we probably got all night. Uh, we completed quick passes. Um, you know, it was it was a good drive until the fumble. Uh, you know, and the fumble was off of uh, a little bit of a bad snap and then a little bit of a bad mesh. And uh, when when we went to recover the, the all that, um, the, See, ball, the ball bounced. Now, you, now you've flipped on me. Now you're saying fumble. No, that's what ended that drive. The 17-play drive ended on a fumble. Well, you just were saying an interception. No, that's not how they got to the two-yard Oh, line. okay. See, you're off. I don't doubt that. No, but the, the long drive that you're talking about ended on a fumble, and yeah. the ball just bounced the wrong way whenever Dakota went to recover it. It was supposed to bounce back towards him, and it bounced away from him, and they scooped it up. It's weird how that happens Yeah, sometimes. well, you know, that, that – if <laughs> – it was that kind of game. 
So then uh, our lone score, we drive back down the field and a uh, 19-yard TD to Jay. Dakota David back to pass. Hits. Good oh, man. can he hit him? He hits Jay Cox down the seam. And there it is. We're on the board. Pels a clean touchdown. Yeah. Uh, it was a you know, great read. It was a, it was a designed um, RPO. And uh, Dakota made the right read, made a good throw. and It looked good. Jay made a good catch, and there we go in the end zone. It worked like it was supposed to. Yeah. You know, at, at times, um, you know, we had the same play open earlier, and Aiden dropped it. Um, I, now, I thought the defense got there a little early. Uh, and there might have been some defensive pass interference. but uh, Well, and that's another thing I wanted to talk about that, it's something that is, I take as a positive, even though it wasn't positive Friday night, but it's something that's easily correctable. We dropped five passes, and when I say dropped, I'm talking about literally in both hands, not just one hand. Two of those were in the end zone for that could have been touchdowns. That That's something that can be corrected and changed moving forward. Yeah, you know, and when, when you get in desperate times and, and you start, uh, you know, we threw to the end zone and I thought Jay made a catch on the sideline. The the official that was behind Jay didn't think so. The official that was closer to us thought so. Um, which that wasn't the only call that that official missed that night. Um, threw it to Aiden in the other corner of the end zone. And he had it, dropped it. And if you look at film and you watch it in slow motion, it looks like he caught it again. They disagreed. Uh, and then the throw in the middle of the field to Avery. Uh, he had it, had two hands on it, and then got contacted by the free safety, and uh, the ball came out. You know, I mean that that uncharacteristic uh, of Avery for sure. Um, but that's that's the way it happened. Um, yeah, I, it's hard to explain. I, I don't. Aiden dropped one that was a, a drag route across the field. That he, I mean, it hit him right in the hands. He, he just, it, it didn't happen. Which that's, like I say, when you go through this and you start picking up the pieces, that's something that can change next week without fixing anything. It's just they catch those balls instead of not catching them. Yeah, you know, and do we win the game? I don't know. I mean, does it does it change a lot? I mean, it would help, but it doesn't, you know, it, it's hard to predict. Oh, yeah. You know, what what would happen, but uh, it goes back to exactly what you said. If, if you make those plays... Um, you know, it, it can't help but be more positive. Doesn't hurt. Yeah, it didn't. There's no way it could possibly hurt us. So we we catch majority of the five balls. We correct some of the busted plays. Not fumble as many. I mean, it, that's just it's, it's a whole chain of events that it's any of these we could change. It is. It's the perfect storm. It it was the the perfect storm on a, on a perfectly weird week at pilot point high school i mean yeah well not at pilot points we weren't actually able to go to pilot point high school yeah the perfect um, storm by what what we did here the perfect game plan by whitesboro yeah. perfect execution by whitesboro i mean we just they made the plays whenever the plays had to be made and that's what it boils down to yeah well uh anything else as far as in the detail end of it here you want to cover i'm looking at your face i'm thinking not you're just wanting to go ahead and get on to commercial break and move on <laughs> uh, yeah not i mean no not that i can think of all right well, let's catch a commercial break and let travis eat this uh hostess ding dong here and then we'll come back and 
wrap it up. Puzzle Barbershop and Salon and Southern Junkies has been home of the Bearcats since 1973. Whether you are looking for a classic crew cut or the perfect game day outfit, we have you covered. We carry a few fan favorite brands including Hey Dude Shoes, Judy Blue Jeans, D Supply Clothing, and Orleans Candle Company. Come check us out on the north side of the square in downtown Paula Point or online at www.southernjunkies.com and that is junkies with a Z. And don't forget, go Bearcats! We're going to take a break from our show to uh, give a word about the nutrition den. Ken and Angela, they offer a full line of Herbalife products. You can get a workout shake, a protein shake, meal replacement. They have energy drinks. Uh, they have a full line of products that can help you meet your meet your health goals. Not only that, they're great people. They're fun to be around. They're fun to talk to. Hit them up on Grubhub. You can hit them up on Grubhub. And uh, social media, they're active on their Facebook uh, which is the Nutrition Den, and there's even a check-in special to go along with their daily specials that they have almost every day of the week. So thank you, Ken and Angela. Thank you, Bearcat Nutrition Den. Now back to the show. There is no better source for local news than the Pilot Point Post Signal. Pilot Point Post Signal has been covering Pilot Point since 1878, providing award-winning, top-notch coverage of Pilot Point and the Pilot Point Bearcats. You can start your subscription today by going to postsignal.com and signing up for their special, which is two months free of the digital and print copy or you can call their phone number at 940-686-2169 the pilot point post signal the best source for local news all right we're back coach marsh still didn't touch that ding dong and uh i guess we're gonna wrap this up and finally put this week to bed and start focusing on ponder so what's your final thoughts and then close it out for us well i mean the uh, final thoughts are probably not good you know, but that's about all my thoughts on this game. Um, the the best thing is is we get to play again on Friday, and I know I've already said that, but uh, you know, looking forward to ponder. Um, we'll do a pregame show at some point, um, but we're 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 still in it. We still have a chance. Uh, we still hold the the keys to our own destiny. Um, no, you know, and, and that's that's positive. Um, I thought that. Overall, um, you know, it it was just a it was it was not a good game. Period, uh, and that's all there is to it. Um, but there's lessons to be learned. There's um, things that that can be changed. Uh, there's the opportunity to change those things. Um, you know, the, the players going to get coached up on on the mistakes that they made, um, and you know, we'll we'll move forward. Um, it's it's no different. And it, it sounds stupid to say it. It's no different on if you flip-flop the scores and we won 24-6. to 6. We would still come in Monday. We would still have problems that we have to fix. Still have players that we got to coach up. And, and that's the mindset that you have to have. Um, I, I get the disappointment because, I, I mean, I, I'm right there with them. Uh, I, I'm right there with anybody who has a problem with the fact that we lost this game. Me too. Um, you know, but... Um, yeah, you, you, if you get in coaching for the good times, it is a sorry, sorry profession. Uh, this this happens, and, and this is where you earn your paycheck, uh, in my opinion. And, and maybe I have it all wrong. I don't know. But well, everyone's in 3A season will pretty much end in a loss unless you don't make the playoffs. Yeah. So there's only one team. There, there's one team that ends Thrilled. where I want to. Yes. 
uh, you know, and, and not every program or not every coach has those expectations. Uh, but but I know what the expectations are here, uh, and that's that we want to make steps and strides towards, you know, getting that last trophy. Um, and so, you know, that it, it's, it sucks. I mean, there's no other way to put it. And, and, and the, the point blank, it sucks. Um, but, you know, you, you have to be able to, to take – a bad game and turn it into a positive, which is which is what we are uh, having to do now. And, and no, the outcome's not positive, but it doesn't have to be the thing that defines us, um, you know. And, and one thing that my dad's always told me is, through problems comes progress. I think it is the thing that needs to define you in a positive way, like you yeah. said regarding the prosper thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and that's it. Through problems comes progress, and um, you know, we we have a problem. Now we just have to, to do our due diligence to make the progress, and, and that's from, you know, from top to bottom. Uh, I, I don't think, uh, you know, watching the film, uh, and we've said this before, it's never as bad as you thought it was. It's never as good as you thought it was. Um, and, and after watching the film multiple times throughout the weekend, uh, man, we, we let one get away, I agree, but it's not that... We're five and two football team, five and two, and, and I think that the attitude that permeates is that we're one and six. Um, no, I'm with you. I, I felt the same way on Friday night. I was like, this thing was a total mess. And what little film, obviously, got some things backwards in the detail. What yeah. little film I watch, we threw for 251 yards passing. Yeah, our defense played. I mean, they played great as far as statistically. Yeah. 43 yards receiving, 117 yards rushing allowed. I mean, there there's definitely bright spots there. There are. I mean, there there's some some positives to build on, uh, but you know, there's work to be done. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I I don't know. I I I guess I'm out of things to say about this game. Well, let me and let I'm, you out of this. Uh, Whatever we want to call this. I don't know. I'm in, <laughs> this, I'm in, whatever, whatever I've put you through. I'm in my parents' house, so I'm not going to cuss. So, but, so thank the sponsor, sponsors and yeah, we as, can wrap it up. Man, as, as always, and I know that the, the doom and gloom is now over, and I'm sure our sponsors are thinking, why in the world are we sponsoring the saddest show in America? But we really appreciate the Nutrition Den, the Pilot Point Post Signal, Ashley Marsh Photography, Southern Junkies, Pelzel Printing, Dana Walker with Germania Insurance, and last but not least, Chandler Cabinets for their uh, gracious support of this podcast uh, that we're going to bring to you win or lose. Uh, and we can't draw, so we can't bring it to them win, lose, or draw. Uh, but we sure thank them. And uh, as those local businesses support this program, Bearcat fans, make sure you go support these local businesses. Uh, and as always, go, go Bearcats. Bearcats. Oh, oh, oh.